This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. Be sure to check out and subscribe to my flagship podcast, Everything Voluntary, where I seek to promote respect for the voluntary principle in all walks of life and for all age groups. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to start with the December 5th entry in Holiday and Hanselman's The Daily Stoic, and then we're going to look at something from the Stoicism subreddit. Um, I actually put a couple of things together, and I'll explain when we get there. All right, the Daily Daily Stoic entry begins with a quote from Epictetus. He said this, Keep death and exile before your eyes each day along with everything that seems terrible. By doing so, you'll never have a base thought, nor will you have excessive desire. Okay, now, this isn't. This is kind of interesting. Um, the first thing on my mind when I read this is something I'm concerned about. I have spent a big part of my life thinking about death. So when I read something like this, keep death in exile before your eyes each day, along with everything that seems terrible, and by doing so, you'll never have a base thought, nor will you have excessive desire. It causes me to pause. What Epictetus is talking about here, and what some of the other ancient Stoic masters talk about when they talk about this sort of thing about uh, remembering your death, right? Memento mori. It's not the same thing as saying you should think, you should consider dying. (laughs) You should consider doing it. (laughs) Now, it's true that it's always an option, I guess. But when you're somebody that has this kind of uh, challenge where you are thinking about it, you are contemplating it, and sometimes you're even considering it because life has become intolerable, or I should say living, existing, becomes intolerable, then you're thinking about death in a different way, right? Thinking about death and considering it and contemplating it, um, I don't I don't think is what these guys are talking about, right? I don't think this is this is good advice if, you know, for whatever reason you're, let's say, suicidal. <laughs> okay, now, stoicism can be helpful toward that, but it's not the only way to get through that. And I think that, I don't think that it go, goes against stoic teachings to explore other things. Um, it may be you know, meditating on wisdom. It may be doing other things like committing to an exercise regimen. It may be trying to be productive and keep busy so you get that sense of accomplishment every day. And it may be pharmaceuticals. And it may even be unofficial or illegal pharmaceuticals. (laughs) Uh, Whatever it is for you, I think that if there's something inside there that doesn't really want death right now, but you just, you feel like you're out of options, 
then it can be helpful to just start talking with somebody. But if this this isn't if this isn't um, an issue for you, then what Epictetus is talking about is probably important. Let's see what Holiday and Hanselman write about it. Okay, they write political winds could change in an instant, depriving you of the most basic freedoms you take for granted. Or no matter who you are or how safely you've lived your life, there's someone out there who would rob and kill you for a couple dollars. As it's written in the timeless epic of Gilgamesh, quote, Man is snapped off like a reed in the canebrake. The comely young man, the pretty young woman, all too soon in their prime, death abducts them. End quote. Death is not the only unexpected interruption we might face. Our plans can be dashed to pieces by a million things. Today might be a bit more pleasant if you ignore those possibilities, but at what cost? All right, so they, they've, what they've written seems to indicate that how they're interpreting Epictetus is along the lines of shit could happen in your life at any moment, right? And if, if we try to remember that something really bad could happen to us any day at any time, then that can help us in appreciating what we have right now. Okay, it not taking these things, these people, these moments for granted because they they don't have to happen, right? Special moments, special people in our lives don't have to happen. Those aren't those aren't a guarantee. We're not entitled to that. The only thing that we're truly entitled to is death. That will come at some point. Remember that. In order to appreciate and to make the most of the now. The what in the now and the who in the now. I like that. Okay. All right, let's go over to the Stoicism subreddit. Somebody made a post where they shared a list, um, a, a, summer, a summary list of Stoic virtues and habits to avoid. This was actually sent out in the Ryan Holiday Daily Stoic Daily Newsletter, I guess, recently. Last week, it said. So this is this is a list of don'ts and it and it sources the stoic master it comes from ancient stoic master and somebody in the comments said that someone once told me that the mind processes positive commands better than negative ones I don't know if it's true but it makes sense to me I went ahead and tried to translate each one of these to be a positive statement so this the original is a list of don'ts and this guy translate translates it into more of a positive perspective so I took both lists, I stuck them in a spreadsheet side by side, and I wanted to just read through them. So I'll start with the don'ts. I'll read the don't, and then I'll read the positive perspective of the don't, and I'll tell you who it's from. Now, there's probably a lot of crossover, right? A lot of these Stoic masters were students, you know, of one another and whatnot. Um, so I'm sure the attribution is not entirely. The The very last one says all of them, so um, you'll see what I mean, but it's fine. I won't spend too much time on each of these. I'll just read it, and if something comes to mind to comment, then I will. All right, here's the first one. Marcus Aurelius. Don't be heard, Don't be overheard complaining, even to yourself. Another way to say that would be face adversity with either positivity or silence. If you're going through shit, <laughs> um, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast before, but my motto in life, it's on my website, SkylarJCollins.com, right, right front and center at the top under my name is life is shit in rainbows. <laughs> I think I have mentioned that. Check that out. Anyway, 
Don't be overheard complaining even to yourself. Face adversity with either positivity or silence. I like that. I guess what would be the reasoning? And I'm and I'm sure with this list and me going through the Daily Stoic and me going through these episodes, at some point I'll probably hit longer quotation containing these teachings, I'm sure. So when we get there, you know, we'll dive in. But let me just let me just say a little bit here about why that might be a problem. I guess it's a question of what comes out your mouth goes right back into your ears. And if you're complaining, then you'll probably have a worse experience with the obstacle, the challenge, the adversity, the barrier that you've approached if what you're hearing is is just complaining and negativity. Now, obviously, we have a, a mind's, uh, I was going to say not mind's eye, a mind's mouth, I guess. And, you know, we could complain in our heads. I don't think that has quite the same effect as actually saying it, right? It comes out of our mouth. We hear it, and I think that is demotivating. It's going to make it harder to get through it. And if anybody is going along with us, I think it will also have that same effect on them. So it seems foolish to, to do that. Okay, next one. Epictetus. Don't put on airs about your self-improvement. Another way to look at it, keep self-improvement goals to yourself. Putting on airs is, you know, talking about how great it is that you're now better. Stuff like that. It's being um, prideful, okay? That can obviously be seen as or even be a, a form of narcissism, which may may not be helpful in life. Um, it's probably uh, better not to give, I guess, unsolicited updates about your self-improvement. <laughs> it's probably better just to do, and if somebody notices, then they'll ask, and you can have a conversation about what you've been up to. Okay, let's go to the next one. Musonius, don't overindulge in eating or drinking. In other words, be modest with food and drink. That uh, seems like really good health advice. <laughs> um, and of course, the things we do to our bodies, right, the stuff we put in, how much of it we put in, does have an effect on the brain. It has effect in our on our thinking, and it can certainly have an effect on our doing. If we're not taking care of these vessels of which we've been blessed to reside in, as it were, then these vessels can quickly become a prison. Like right now, I'm not conditioned to run for any significant amount of time without eventually running out of breath and wheezing and, you know, maybe having an asthma attack. <laughs> I could put in the work and, and better condition my body and get to that point. And that could be freeing. And maybe one day I will no longer tolerate the amount of um, prison, I guess, the kind of prison or the amount of prison or the amount of imprisonment my body currently represents of me. And I'll do something about that. But as of right now, I'm not really conditioned. I'm not in shape. I'm 200, just over 200 pounds. I'm six foot. So, you know, I've got a, I've got a dad bod. Got a little bit of a gut. And half of that battle is what you put into your body as it is how you use your body, right? Okay, next one. We've got a few of these. I'm going to try to speed up a bit. <laughs> this is from Zeno. Don't speak more than you listen. Listen more than you speak. Well, it's a good thing that I listen to so many podcasts because I like to make podcasts. <laughs> I'm recording. I try to record something every day, right? I try to, I try to, you know, I take in a lot, goes through my filters, whatever, and then I try to push it back out. Um, 
don't speak more than you listen. So, you know, <laughs> if you want to be a blowhard and talk a lot, it's probably a good idea to make sure that you're bringing in information and knowledge and wisdom. Bring in enough <laughs> so that you can you can feel good about having some idea about what you're talking about. Okay, the next one is Seneca. Don't avoid a difficulty. In other words, embrace pain and hardship. Maybe even seek it out. Hmm. This is this is this is a tough one because we don't want to we don't want to be uncomfortable and difficulty is uncomfortable right ask my wife I say it all the time you know when she has an idea about to do something or wants me to do something or I think about doing something but then I don't I say it's a hassle <laughs> I don't want to do it it's such a hassle it's such a hassle I say that a lot just ask my wife she'll tell you such a hassle. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's my real life motto. It's such a hassle. <laughs> I'm sure she's uh she listens to my podcast. I'm sure she's um smiling right now. Love you. Embrace pain and hardship, maybe even seek it out. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm just going to conveniently move on. Uh don't Okay, this is Cato. Don't tie your identity to the clothes you wear, the things that you own. In other words, tie your identity to your character. At least that's this person's interpretation of the of his, in other words. Tie your identity to your character. I like that. Um, don't tie your identity to the clothes you wear and the things you own. I've become really good at that because I've become really good at just wanting to wear stuff out before I replace it. Right? We've got a washer and dryer downstairs that at least once a week, my poor wife tells me, this is probably the last month this is going to this is going to work. It's got this problem and this problem. And then because human beings are so adaptive and innovative, she adapts, she deals with it and it runs for a, another month. <laughs> and it it's we've been in that um cycle for about 2 maybe 3 years now. <laughs> so, I'm not really that that particular thing I'm not really personally dealing with. You know what I mean? Because my clothes at the end of the day are getting washed, and so I'm happy. Um, but it's like I really want to run this into the ground. It's got to be absolutely beyond usability and repair, and then we'll go get a new one, right? If you look in our house, you go through every room in our house, what you're going to find is an eclectic style. And not because we're trying to be, you know, Fraser Crane with his beautiful apartment in Seattle and his eclectic uh design. But because so much of what we have, furniture-wise and stuff-wise, we've gotten from other people, right? Our living room set we got from my in-laws when they moved here and we bought this house together 16, 17 years ago, whatever it was. Um, the, the, the television, the thing the television's on, there are a combination of hand-me-down furniture and Ikea. Okay, I don't think I've ever bought a piece in the house today from a, an actual furniture store, like, you know, R.C. Willie or something. I've got a number of chairs, that a couple of which we found on the street, office chairs that my kids adopted. Um, my bookshelves are from Ikea. Of course, electronics I've purchased. The electronics that my children are using are hand-me-downs from me, laptops and desktops and whatnot. It just makes sense. Now, that's frugality and, you know, other things. But if I'm not spending my money, which I earn by spending my life and my effort obtaining, 
then I'm not going to tie my identity to the stuff, right? If I've spent life hours and life effort, obtained some money, used that money to buy a new living set, there it is all beautiful. And then it gets damaged. That's a, that's a piece of my life that's now been taken from me. Right, I'm probably more likely to tie my identity to it because I've literally given my life for it if that's how I'm doing it. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to have that problem. I don't know that I would have that problem. I do have possessions that I value um, in more than just an economic way. Obviously, my computer, my car, I use them for business and I generate income with them. But there are things I get attached to, but I've become really good at, at unattaching and discarding when it's necessary. I've become good at that. Of everybody in my family, my middle child, my my first daughter is somebody who actually has a really hard time with that. She gets attached and it's like a family member. You know, when it's time to throw it out, she gets emotional. So that might be something that I can help her with later on. All right, we're only halfway done with this list. Let's go on. This is Arius Didymus. I've never heard of this person. Don't conceal what you truly believe. In other words, be genuine. I like that. Don't, don't conceal what you truly believe. One thing you can be absolutely sure of in my podcasting is that I am absolutely honest about what I believe. And if you want to hear some crazy, radical, radically extreme political views, listen to my other podcast. You'll see just how honest I am about them, about how I really feel about uh, political system and political actors you know, all that kind of stuff. All right, next one. Don't go along just to get along by Agrippinus. Don't go along just to get along. In other words, be genuine, even if it means going against the grain. To thine own self be true. I like that. I've had friends before who I heard about a friend of theirs talking bad about me. This is when I was a teenager, talking bad about me and my friend not defending me just humoring that person, going along to get along. And that hurt me, right? I would expect a really close friend of mine, somebody who actually liked me, to defend me if one of their other friends who I'm not friends with was saying something bad about me. And to hear that they just went along to go along and didn't stand up for me, it hurt. And it told me really, to some level, what kind of person that was. Now, I forgave and forgot and moved on. I was young. You know, and the relationship was otherwise fruitful and stuff. So in the grand scheme of things, it, it really wasn't a big deal. But that's that's one consequence of this sort of thing. The other consequence is you end up going along with some pretty shitty things. You may end up regretting it. You may end up hurting people, right? Know yourself. Know your principles. Know what you stand for. Know what you believe. Know what's important to you. Know what you value and what you prefer. And then be true to that, even if it's difficult. Don't avoid difficulty. Embrace the pain. <laughs> okay, here's Marcus Aurelius. Don't be all about business. In other words, find balance with your work and your life. That's, that's never been a problem for me. <laughs> um, okay, we'll go on. This is Seneca. Don't put off to tomorrow what can be finished today. In other words, finish everything you can on your to-do list really as soon as possible. This one is a little bit more difficult. I'm a bit more mindful I will say, just to put a positive spin on it, I'm a bit more mindful of my task list. Some things I will judge the importance of needing to get done sooner rather than later, and I will do them. Others I will mindfully, meditatively judge as less important, and I will tick them off a bit slower. You know, 
one step a day type of thing. <laughs> so, you know, I procrastinate some stuff, but I do it in a stoic way. So we're good, right? <laughs> All right, next one, Seneca. Don't shun people you disagree with. In other words, be open to the possibility of disagreement with someone while still keeping a relationship. Why Why would we do that? If If we disagree with somebody, I guess it's a question of, what else you're getting out of that relationship, right? If you have other things in common and you agree with things in other areas and there's still value in that relationship, don't let a don't let a single disagreement or a couple disagreements about seemingly important things like politics or religion, they're really not, get in the way of what is otherwise a good relationship for you, right? Because you'll probably lose more than you'll gain if you shun and exile them, is really what I think they're talking about here. Not not to mention, but I will, that disagreement with somebody can itself be a growing experience for both of you, right? It can be an exercise in listening. It can be an exercise in understanding. Okay, you can, you can listen to, try to understand, entertain opinions without adopting them. It can be difficult because there seems to be some sort of evolutionary drive for us to agree with one another. I wonder why that would be. <laughs> Not as if our survival may depend on it or anything. So it can be difficult, right? Our instincts push us away when there's disagreement. It doesn't push us together, but take it as an exercise. Really try. Okay, this next one I don't like at all. It's from Marcus Aurelius. He says, don't or paraphrasing, don't sleep the day away. Well, fuck you, Marcus. Sometimes I want to sleep the day away. <laughs> in other words, spend each day doing literally anything out of your bed and you'll probably accomplish something. Well, sometimes what I want to accomplish is a good nap, okay? That's my business, Marcus. I'm not going to acknowledge the wisdom in that. Moving forward, this is Seneca. Don't neglect your friendships. In other words, nourish your friendships. I think we could probably all we could all probably say that there are friendships that we have uh, failed to nourish, that we've neglected, that we really kind of feel bad about, that maybe that was an interesting person. And if you're thinking like that right now, send them a message, send them a DM, a PM, a TM, whatever you call it. Give them a call. Say, hey, I don't know why, but I was thinking about you. What's going on with you? How are you handling the pandemic, <laughs> because that's all anybody's talking about these days. Or don't ask them that, you know. Um, you know, get together, have a cup, have a cup of joe, have a beer, that's what you do, have dinner, have a meal, catch up. And like I do, invite them to come be on your podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. This is source to all. I think all of the Stoics have probably commented on this. Don't waste time thinking you are going to live forever. In other words, memento mori. Remember your death. I'm not going to add to that. So that's going to do it. We looked at the December 5th entry in the, the Daily Stoic. Um, and then we looked at this nice, succinct, summarized list of Stoic teachings, both the don'ts and the do's of each one. I hope that that was beneficial. And if you're not currently... Uh, doing something daily, like reading the Daily Stoic or, you know, 
kind of looking into it and keeping keeping stoicism and the stoic practice somewhere in your your life. I recommend you do. I think it'll be helpful. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening and have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Will you do me a big favor? Will you rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening from? That really helps. And one more thing, please share the podcast with your friends. 